What would you say about a man that spends every second of his life caring for the community but just doesn't have enough time to spend at home? Great morning, holy brothers! Today we sink into our second story. The exalted sage and pillar of compassion, Shlita, began his life as a child of remarkable talent, wonderful personality, and had a razor-sharp mind. As he grew, he became known in his hometown as a genius. He was fortunate to marry the daughter of one of the area's leading families. The exalted sage and pillar of compassion, Shlita, developed his aptitudes to the hilt. He learned Torah with an exceptional perseverance. Despite his lofty level, he never failed to set aside time for outreach and for teaching Torah to the town's simple laborers. As for charity projects, the exalted sage and pillar of compassion, Shlita, had no equal. He freely loaned money to the poor or helped them attain loans from other sources. He arranged food for orphans and widows. He speedily became the leader public figure whom everyone loved and admired. Even the generation's great spiritual leaders became steadfast friends with the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita. The exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita had one small flaw in his impressive personal dossier, his wife. She neither respected nor admired him. On the contrary, she constantly complained about him and spoke to him with utter disdain. More often than not, the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita would arrive home in the wee hours only to find his wife bitter, angry, and about to explode. He would try to ignore this unpleasant side of his life and therefore spent little time at home. The exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita regarded his wife's complaints as the product of her faulty character and her weak observance of the Torah. She obviously failed to recognize the merits of a true Torah sage and to respect him accordingly. All she did was constantly hinder him with petty demands and baseless accusations. He always made an effort to give her the money she needed but in a begrudging way. His entire marriage was no more than a never-ending hassle. Rather than contend with his wife, he preferred to stay away. Even on Shabbos and on holidays, he would always have a pre-arranged obligation such as a Torah lecture to deliver. Rather than rotting at home, he preferred to devote his time to Torah and to charitable deeds in the outside world. As is the way of the world, the final day of the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita also arrived. The same car with the loudspeaker that drives through the neighborhoods declaring an emergency or the death of a tzaddik announced in a mournful tone all over town, the holy ark has fallen captive, darkness has prevailed over the angels of holiness, the funeral of the minister of Torah and loving kindness, the holy exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita will begin at 2 o'clock this afternoon and proceed toward the grand rabbinical section of Mount Tranquil Cemetery. All of Israel shall mourn the loss of this righteous soul. Thousands escorted the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita along the way to its place of eternal rest. Two dozen police cars directed the traffic. The city's spiritual luminaries eulogized the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita, sparing no platitudes. Thousands of yeshiva boys in black hats wailed. The sidewalks were lined with hundreds of sobbing women. Lying in the middle, aware of everything around him, the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita was ever so smug gratified, such a funeral takes place only once in a decade. When the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita left the threshold of the physical world, a platoon of formidable accusing angels with metal spiked clubs of fire and black strike force uniforms grabbed him and yanked him not so gently into the heavenly court. The exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita protested the harsh treatment, screaming that there must be some mistake. He was certain that he'd receive the same honor and prestige upstairs that he did downstairs. He was in for a rude awakening. The trial of the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita began. The members of the Heavenly Tribunal perfunctorily reviewed his mitzvahs, obviously unimpressed. When they looked down the list and arrived at the underlined and highlighted subject listed as marriage, their countenances changed in a fear-evoking manner. The Chief Justice wrath grew as he counted the number of times that the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita's wife had cried. The other judges gasped as they measured the volume of her tears. The prosecuting attorneys approached the bench with sonogram photographic evidence of her blood-stained and broken heart showing the thousands of scars of loneliness 
ugliness, humiliation, and insult. They asked the sergeant of arms to dim the lights in the heavenly courtroom and then projected a vivid widescreen video documentary showing the wife sitting alone at the Shabbos table while no one acknowledged the fresh challahs that she had baked and the delicacies that she had spent so much time preparing for the ungrateful individual that just waited for the moment that he could escape from the table. The film showed her starving soul, never a thank you, never a gift, never a nice word. It was a blatant example of the exalted sage and pillar of compassion Shlita's mistaken and misplaced priorities. The Chief Justice ignored the fictitious titles of honor of the deceptive material world and addressed the accused by his real name. Summarizing, he declared, Bensi, even though you learned a lot of Torah and performed many charitable deeds, you neither completed your assignment nor attained your tikkun, your soul correction. You have been an arch-egotist, concerned only about yourself, your own prestige, and your own success. All of your learning has gone to the dark side, giving power to the forces of evil in the world. Your acts of charity can't possibly atone for your sins, for charity begins at home. If there's no charity in the home, then all the charity done outside is lacking. You should have directed your compassion first of all to your wife, for she was literally your own flesh. You gave to strangers while ignoring her. This proves that you were not at all charitable, just a seeker of prestige. You had patience to listen to strangers' problems for hours, yet you never had two minutes a day to listen to your wife. You looked at her like a waste of time. You delivered a ridiculous sermons about your warped notion of marriage, and you gave your students the worst marital advice that can be. Because of your negative influence, they too have become as terrible as a husband as you were. With all your book learning, you failed to understand that life's principal test is to live in peace and harmony with your wife. You regarded the wonderful mitzvahs that a husband should do for a wife as a nagging hindrance. You disdained true loving kindness. With an accusing finger, the Chief Justice bellowed, Had you invested in your shalom bias, you'd have discovered how far you really are from the Torah and its values. The Torah is geared to bring a person to Amuna. Your lack of Amuna shows that you never really learn Torah. Hashem give you so much natural intelligence, yet you failed to understand that when your wife was trying to talk to you, Hashem was trying to talk to you. When your wife was begging you to spend some time at home, Hashem was begging you to spend some time at home. Hashem was speaking by way of her vocal cords. By ignoring your wife, you in your blind arrogance were repeatedly ignoring Hashem. Torah should have brought you to humility. Was disdaining your wife the act of a humble man? True compassion is in the heart. So why was your heart so cold and uncompassionate towards your wife. You see, you lacked genuine compassion. Why did you give everything to strangers, leaving nothing, not even a minute, for your own wife? Did you ever change a diaper? Did you ever offer to sit up late at night and comfort one of your sick children? She did all of that. You never lifted a finger to help. Bensi's embarrassment knew no bounds in realizing how he had utterly wasted an entire lifetime in ignorance of man's prime mitzvah, shalom bias, peace in the home. The previous two parables mock the prototypes that the unsuspecting public holds in high regard. Despite their other apparent achievements, these two individuals failed to complete their principal task, that of living in peace with their wives. Without the latter achievement, the former accomplishments lose their value. Such seemingly righteous people aren't regarded in the heavenly court with anywhere near as much esteem as a simple, unassuming person who has succeeded to build a home of marital peace and harmony. We hope these two previous stories have helped shed some light on the true most important mitzvah of Shalom Bias. If you have any particular questions or personal stories you'd like to share, please email thedailydoseofdivinity at gmail.com and we look forward to continue paving your pathway to peace.